Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Matthew Bivens, and I am so happy that you chose to hang out with me today and talk about having it all, living an abundant, loving life. If this is your first time to the podcast, I want to just extend a huge thanks and gratitude and say welcome to the show. I am excited for you, and I appreciate that you would take some time to invest in this type of conversation. I think you're going to get something awesome out of it. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. So happy that you chose to hang out with me again. And uh, you are the reason why I just keep doing this show, keep producing this thing. So today is a fun episode because uh, the topics I'm going to dive into today were inspired by you. I'm going to be answering two listener questions today. One of them is around faith and one of them is around passive aggressive behavior in a relationship. And I really believe you're going to get a lot out of these episodes because I think everybody has experienced these things that I'm going to dig into. So you're really going to dig this one. Okay, let's kick things off with talking about some magic. I'm a big fan of pausing and reflecting on those moments in life when we inspire ourselves, others, and life itself in an empowering way. And we call those magical moments here in the podcast. So I'm going to share a piece of magic from my recent life. And then I invite you to pause the episode and think about magic from your life. So my magic took place last week, and it is simply some very connected, beautiful lovemaking with my wife, Sarah. And the reason why this is magic is because we've been married for several years. We've been together for, for a while, and we do a lot of things in our lives together, right? We've created what I call layers, you know, when you have known each other for a long time, you know your ins and outs, you run a household together, you have kids together, you run businesses together, you know, all those different things create layers. And layers can end up becoming like emotional blockages or just sort of like mental BS, mental chatter. You know, for example, I might be saying to myself, man, I wish Sarah was initiating more. You know, all that type of stuff can get built up over time and can just add to those layers. And so it's very magical whenever we are very intentional about cutting through those layers and creating some intimacy. And for us, we are huge believers that our sexual energy is always flowing. That energy is, doesn't come and go. It's always there. And that energy is also not given to us by another person. You know what I mean? Sarah does not give me my sexual drive, my sexual energy, my vitality, and I did not give it to her. So we can turn it on and turn it off whenever we choose. And we're both playing to be as turned on as we possibly can in every sense of that word. So it's important for us to be able to make that time to connect with that energy first for ourselves as individuals and then bring it together and pour it into one another, into these amazing sexual experiences, which create these these breakthroughs and explosions, you know, literally and figuratively. 
So love making last week with Sarah, where we were cutting through the layers, just connecting heart to heart, connecting with ourselves, pouring into one another was absolutely magical. And, you know, she's my queen. She's my rock. And just ensuring that home is taken care of, you know, like that, that to me, when you've got that, that your, your primary partner and they're taken care of and the two of you are really just thriving, like everything else seems to, seems to flow. It really does, at least in my experience. So that is my magic for this week. Now I invite you, hit pause on the episode, think about some magic that you've created in your life. It can be big magic or small magic. You know, choosing to listen to this podcast might have been magic. Because maybe you said, you know what, I'm going to listen to something empowering rather than the political talk radio, right? Maybe that's what, what you did and that could be your magic. Or maybe you woke up this morning and you said to yourself, okay, you know what, I'm going to do something for myself before I open up my email or before I, I jump onto social media, right? Little things like that. That's magic. So just take a moment, reflect on magic for yourself. And then we're going to actually, <clears throat> because today's episode is all about listener q and I'm not going to have any specific listener love because I'm going to share that when I read the emails. So before I do those emails, however, I want to give a quick, uh, a quick announcement that the Trust Challenge is going on right now, and we're currently in day six. Right now, Tuesday, February 25th is day six of the Trust Challenge, and you can still jump in. It's totally cool. You can jump in with us and flow for the next five days, the last five days of the challenge. We end on the 29th. And there is still so much to gain from keeping your word to yourself and making consistent, intentional deposits for five straight days. There's still so much to gain from doing that. So if you haven't joined us yet and you want to, go to matthewbivens.com slash trust, T-R-U-S-T, and that's where you can sign up and participate for the last few days of the challenge, whether it's these next five days, three days, one day, whatever it is, just being intentional about pouring into yourself. Like That's what the Trust Challenge is all about. And when you do that, you'll watch as your confidence just goes up and through the roof. So I look forward to seeing you all in the Trust Challenge if you choose to hang out with us there. Okay, so I got two, <clears throat> two listener emails today. And, you know, I love receiving your questions and your emails. And I really, really encourage you to reach out. It's not every day that you have access to a balanced lifestyle coach and transformation specialist. You know, I, when I sit down with the client, like that's an investment, you know, they, they invest money to have that time with me. And so you have the opportunity to simply reach out and get your questions answered right? And gain some perspective. And I'm not charging anything for that. So take advantage of it. Reach out to me with your questions, with the topics that you want. And again, just take advantage of having access to me as a resource, uh, because I really want to be able to serve and give back to you. So if you want to reach out, you can do so. Matthew at MatthewBivens.com, as well as Matthew underscore Bivens on Instagram. And I'm going to start using my Matthew at MatthewBivens.com email address. So moving forward, you're going to hear me talk about that email address rather than my Gmail. Just a little bit more professional, a little more official. 
Saving money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Saving money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. So, these fine folks today uh, connected with me through Instagram. So the first email comes from, or the first message comes from Brittany. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the part where Brittany is asking for help because there was some other awesome stuff that Brittany was sharing with me. So, Brittany writes, My faith is missing from my six Fs, and I don't know what to do about it. I've never been religious, and I don't know how, go, how to go about finding my faith of anything. Please help. So, Brittany, first off, thank you so much. I appreciate the vulnerability and the realness and just asking for that help and putting it out there. So, thank you. Now, when Brittany referenced the six Fs, she says, my faith is missing from my six Fs. She's talking about the six frameworks, and that's something that I share here on the podcast. And those six, the six frameworks are faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. And the way you can use those frameworks is just think about those as the key areas of your life. Faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. And you want to assess how are you showing up in each of those areas? And are you having the experience that you want in each of those areas? So the way that I like to look at it is, are you experiencing abundance and love and each of the six Fs. So Brittany is sharing that that faith, that first F, is missing. And she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know how to connect with faith and, and go about you know, finding it in her life. So first thing I will say to you, Brittany, and to everybody who is resonating uh, with Brittany's question and challenge, is that faith and religion are different. They are two different things, but they are commonly collapsed together. So I'm going to share the Google definition of, of faith, um, and then I'm going to share my own definition because it's slightly different. So if you go look up Google on, or look up faith online, you're going to see that faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. That definition of faith has nothing to do with religion, right? Faith is just that, that trust and confidence in someone or something. So my definition of faith, the one you've heard me talk about on this podcast, is faith is trust and surrender. Trust plus surrender equals faith. Again, it has nothing to do with religion. Now what religion is, religion is a set of beliefs. It's a set of doctrines, of moral codes, of traditions. And there are a group of people who decide to use those beliefs, doctrines, moral codes, and traditions in their life. And religion is a way that some people choose to practice their faith, right? And so there is a bit of overlap, or there can be overlap, but they are not the same thing. Faith and religion are not the same thing, but it's so common. I mean, when the word faith comes up, if you, again, if you Google search it, you're going to see a lot of of uh, religious sources come up in your Google results. And I get that. But real faith, or the faith that I'm talking about, is trusting and surrendering. 
It's faith and, and, and belief in something bigger than yourself, something, something else, something other that, that's out there. All right? And it doesn't have to be a deity. It doesn't have to be God with a capital G. It could be whatever it is for you. You know, a lot of people connect these days with source, capital S, or the universe, right? Or God, or principle, or science, or whatever it is. Faith is just that belief in that bigger thing and trusting and surrendering. So, Brittany, I actually challenge you. I believe that you probably do trust and surrender, right? Trust and believe in something outside of yourself, something greater than yourself. So I invite you to explore what is that? What is that? And have you thought of faith outside of the context of religion before? Because if you haven't, right, and you haven't, you know, you don't have a, a strong religious background, then yeah, you may not feel like you have faith. But I bet you do. I bet there is something that, that you believe in. Something that where you believe it, even though you can't see it. That's one of the hallmarks of faith. You know, that's why we call it a leap of faith. You've heard that phrase, leap of faith. A lot of times a leap of faith is stepping into something that's unknown. You don't know that it's there. It's like I always use the analogy of Indiana Jones, right? Last crusade, he's on the edge of that cliff. And his, his dad is whispering in his, in his mind, his memory. He's like, it takes, it's a leap of faith. And Indy steps over the cliff. He can't see anything. There's nothing in front of him. It's just a void down to certain death. He's like, leap of faith. And so he just steps off the cliff. And as he, he goes and his weight carries him forward and he goes over the cliff, his foot lands on a path, on a bridge that he couldn't see before. That's faith. Trusting in the things that you cannot see. Trusting that whatever... Your, your, your source is, whatever that, that greater thing is, that it's got your back, right? Just trusting, trusting things and surrendering to those things you can't control. So I definitely believe, Brittany, that you have faith. You maybe just haven't looked at it in, in, from that angle. And so there's a couple of ways I'm going to share with you that, that might help you to actually connect with your faith. And I did an episode a while ago called Using Faith, Trust, and Surrender to Expand Your Life. And I share these, uh, these methods to connecting with faith in that episode. So you might want to go check out that episode as well. Again, it's called Using Faith, Trust, and Surrender to Expand Your Life. So the first way that you can connect with faith is to find your quote-unquote thin places. T-H-I-N, thin places. That phrase comes from this book called Emotional Equations. And what a thin place is, a thin place is, is a place where the gap between yourself and whatever source is for you, that gap is just very small, right? The wall between you and source is very, very, very small, very thin. So, for example, some people, when, they're, when they go out in nature and climb up to the top of a mountain, that's a, that's a thin place for them, right? The, 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 the gap between them and source is very thin when they're on that mountaintop. People feel very connected to their source, to their God, to their faith when they're out in nature on that mountaintop. Some people experience a thin place when they're reading about the cosmos, 
right? When they're, when they're learning about the universe, when they're learning about different things that are out there that are bigger than themselves, they experience that thin place. Some other folks experience it when they go to a religious service, go to a church or temple, a synagogue, right? That's where they experience the thin places. So for you, I invite you to explore where are your thin places? Where do you, where are you able to experience source, your source, whatever it is for you? Explore that. Another way to connect with your faith is to be inspired by other people who are living in their faith, right? Because when you see another person who is, is walking in faith, that can create possibility for yourself. That can create space for you to see yourself, you know, in your own walk of faith. Even if you don't know what it is for you, 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 you see people who can identify with something as faith, and it kind of helps you to connect those dots. And so sometimes that's just having a conversation with somebody who is high in their faith, right? So for example, anytime you get into an extensive conversation with me, you're going to hear faith coming up in one way or another. There's a lot of trust and surrender going on in my daily life, day to day. And, and hearing about that can actually help you connect with trust and surrender in your own life. So I share those things on my podcast, but you know, I really get into it in the, the conversations I have with people one-on-one just in my daily life and in my, my classes and groups and in the community that I, that, I, that I walk in. Like There's a lot of those conversations happening. But I'll share an example with you real quick. Last year, I experienced a huge crisis in faith around my business. I was wanting so badly for certain things to happen, and I wanted them to happen now. I had this conversation in my mind that I deserved it because I've been working so hard. This is what is supposed to happen. I'm supposed to do A and get B, cause and effect. So why isn't it happening? And I was getting frustrated in all that stuff, right? And so I was experiencing a lot of impatience, a lot of scarcity, a lot of self-doubt, all these different things. And what was happening is all those, that, those emotions, those feelings, that was just simply energy. And I was putting that energy out into the world and I was getting back, you know, something that was, that was similar in the, in the things I was seeing. So what I did was I really dug into my faith. I got back into reminding myself that this is about trust and surrender. That the things I'm seeing right now are not indicative of what's coming down the pipeline. Reminding myself that when I plant a seed in the ground, it takes a minute for that to sprout. And even though I don't see the, the plant start to sprout and break through the ground, there's roots that are growing down. Before it goes up, it has to go down. And I kept reminding myself about that. I got back into focusing on my one thing. I was consciously shifting my attitude. I was putting energy into the areas where I really felt flow rather than you know feeling scarce about money and all that stuff. And I was just trusting that by doing those things and letting go of all the fear that all the things that I wanted would begin appearing in my life. And they absolutely did. They absolutely did. One big example is that a couple months ago, Sarah and I were gifted a car. And a nice car at that. We were gifted a car for free. Right? And that happened after surrendering. After letting go. After trusting. So when you get around folks who are being active in their faith... Brittany, it can help you to connect with your own sense of faith. So a couple other ways to connect with faith 
You know, people do it in a lot of ways. They go to church, they go to nature. They might also go to like a concert, right? When you're at a concert and you have hundreds or thousands of people who are all on that same vibration, everybody moving, undulating, singing, putting their hands up to the same song, everybody together, that can be a very powerful spiritual experience. I know I've experienced, I've had some some powerful experiences when at music concerts. There's something there. So that's a space where it might be a thin place for you to connect with faith. Another one, and this one's kind of out there, but follow me on it. When you are around young children or when you watch a child being born, yeah, when you're around kids, young, young kids, you know, they are so close in their connection with Source. They haven't been inundated with the fears and the judgments and the scarcities that happen as you get older. And all those fears, judgments, scarcities pull you further away from your feeling of being connected with Source. We're always connected to that Source, but you don't always feel it. You don't always recognize it. And so young kids, man, they're... Their pipeline is wide open. Their connection is strong. And so sometimes being around young kids, babies, newborns, or even witnessing a mother birthing a child, that can really connect you with faith because there's a lot of trust and surrender that goes on in the birth process. And there's a lot of trust and surrender that happens in young kids. You've heard the phrase childlike faith, childlike faith, right? And it's because that's what kids are by nature. That's just, they come out that way. They're wide-eyed. They trust. They surrender things they can't control, you know? And it's only after months and years that they pick up these behaviors from their parents, from their guardians, from other people, where they then try to control things, and they then start being self-conscious, and they then start to, you know, not believe. It's, a, it's all that stuff that's picked up later on. So hanging out with young kids, I have found that, that that can help connect you with your own personal sense of faith. So, Brittany, I hope I gave you something to chew on and something to think about and a different way to approach connecting with faith. You know, the big thing is it, it really is different from religion. And so when you can remove faith from the box of religion and just explore it as belief in something bigger, as trust, as surrender— then it might give, I believe it'll give you a different paradigm through which to view faith and therefore to view yourself and your world. So, Brittany, I'd love to hear your feedback. Hit me back on, uh, on our Instagram thread and let me know what you thought about the episode or about this conversation. All right, so we're going to move on to our second listener email, and we're going to do a full 180. This one, the first one was about a personal, you know, uh, 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 challenge. And the second one is going to be about a challenge in a relationship. And so this one is from Lewis. And Lewis writes, Why do people hide behind sarcasm? Namely, my wife. The batting of the eyelashes, the rolling of the eyes, the quick one-liners that are meant to shut me up or put me in my place. Is this a show of deep insecurity? So Lewis, man, uh, you're, so you, you sent me this message on Instagram and you sent me a, a longer story via email, and I appreciate it, you know. Um, your story, especially on your email, it was 
Like you laid it all out. You laid everything out there. And so I chose to answer the first question that you sent me on Instagram rather than address the email because there's a lot in the email that I could unpack and we could we could talk about that for hours. But I believe this question around sarcasm and you know really what is passive aggressive behavior in relationships, I think that we all can relate to that in some way. Whether it's in our spouse or our best friend or our siblings or coworkers, I mean passive aggressiveness is pervasive. So many people rely on passive aggressive behavior and communication styles and it is really ineffective and can be very destructive. So this is a great one to talk about because it's it, it touches so many people. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, again, when I read your email, Lewis, the first thing that comes up for me is just passive aggressiveness, which, like I said, can be a, a very destructive in a relationship. Um, I've done it in the past relationships. And when I, when I used passive aggressiveness, it would be like in, in side comments or um, withholding, you know, like not looking at my partner in the eye or withholding my love or doing all those things. I did it as a way to manipulate. Right? I was doing it as a way to get across what I really wanted without, or like what I wanted to experience or what I wanted to say without having the courage to just straight up say it. Right? And that's what was going on with me. So I'm going to speak from that perspective. You know, that passive aggressive behavior, the eyelashes, the sarcasm, all that stuff, it's really a way of not dealing with conflict in a direct manner. Right? So when you experience passive-aggressive behavior, know that there's something else going on underneath the surface. What you're seeing is just the BS. There's stuff going on underneath the surface. And so for you, when you react to the passive-aggressive behavior and you just focus all your energy and, and your retorts to the passive-aggressiveness, guess what? You are not addressing the underlying issue. You're not. And you're probably just going to be repeating the same fight again and again and again sometime later in the future. And I, I, I hypothesize that's probably what's going on, right? The passive aggressiveness pops up. You just talk about the passive aggressive behavior, say that's disrespectful, I don't appreciate that, yada, yada. And then the thing that's actually going underneath the surface doesn't get addressed. And the conflict that brought you two together to have this conversation in the first place doesn't get addressed. And so the re behavior repeats itself in the future and that can go on for months and years. So my advice to you is that, you know, the, the, the side comments and the eye batting and the, the this and that is probably happening when tensions are high, when emotions are high, and when, when they're high and trying to have an important conversation. So my advice is just don't get into those conversations when emotions are high like that. Don't do it, right? Right now, y'all aren't in that space to be able to have a constructive conversation even with emotions, when emotions are high. You can get there. You can absolutely have a conversation that can lead to a breakthrough, 
even in high emotions. But right now, it doesn't sound like you guys are there. So do whatever you need to do to cool off, right? To stay in your center, to stay in your power. And do what you need to be able to give her space to cool off as well. And when y'all are both cooler and in, and in, you know, like in your center, you've reconnected to your power, then come back together and try to have that conversation again. And if it's just not working, if you guys are just having a hard time actually talking about whatever the conflict is because the emotions get high, tensions get high, then you know what? Write it down instead. Just write it down. You take your journal, go do your thing. She takes her, her paper and goes and does her thing, right? That can really help you, first of all, get your emotions in check. But it can also help you to communicate clearly and to say the thing that you really want to say that isn't coming out in the conversation because you're being triggered by the passive aggressiveness. So sit down and just write it out. I also recommend to you, my, my additional advice would be to focus on the things you can control. You know, you have no control over her. You cannot control at all how she's showing up. So don't even try. Don't try to control that. Instead, look at yourself. What are you doing to contribute to that situation in a disempowering way? What are you doing to break down the trust? What are you doing to create this environment where, you know, conflict arises and, and you know, toxic communication is allowed to flourish? What are you doing to create that? How are you pushing her buttons, which then she's reacting at? Perhaps you're being passive aggressive in your own way. So look at yourself, reflect on yourself, and, and focus on the things that you can control. You can control your own behavior. You can control your own thoughts. You can control those emotions that you have. Right? Through your thoughts. Your thoughts are the way that you are able to influence your emotions. So focus on those things. Instead of all the things that she's doing and she's not doing, bring it inward. Because right now, there's, she's a mirror. She's reflecting you. You guys are reflecting one another. That's what's going on. So bring it inward. Focus on yourself in terms of what can I control? How am I showing up? Am I being the man that I want to be in these types of conversations? Am I being the man that I want to be in this relationship? You know, take it even to a bigger level. You're going to be able to get back your power when you do that. Because anytime you guys are both engaging in the passive aggressive behavior and you're just throwing personal jabs at each other, you're giving away your power. Because she has the power in that case. She's able to control how you feel through her behavior. So you got to pull that power back. And you do that by focusing on, you know, the things that you have full control over. And, you know, all the stuff that's going on, the, 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 the comments, the back comments, the passive aggressiveness, the eyelashes, all that. You know, all of that is, is under the umbrella of disrespect. Like, no matter how you want to cut it. And any time that there's disrespect going on again and again and again like that, those are big withdrawals. Big withdrawals from each other, from each other's personal trust account, right? Being able to trust each other. And creating a resolution in, 
when there's conflict, it involves a certain level of openness, a certain level of honesty, a certain level of vulnerability, a certain level of trust. And so anytime you guys are going down that behavior that just doesn't feel good, right? Like that's that stuff that's making those big withdrawals. And so you have a conflict. Conflict requires trust to be high. Passive aggressive behavior and reacting to it is withdrawals from the trust. So then the trust is super low. So then you're not going to be able to, or it's going to be harder for you to resolve the conflict. So you got to make sure that you aren't making withdrawals. You got to make sure that you're making deposits instead. Deposits into each other's trust account. That's built up over time. That happens way before the conflict arises. That happens in, you know, when you first wake up in the morning, when you pass each other in the hallway, the way that you speak to one another, when things aren't at a heightened state. That's your opportunity to make those little deposits in her and in yourself. So that when conflict does arise, there's something in the tank. There's something in that trust account. So that you might have a shot at cutting through the BS and getting to the heart of the matter, what's really going on. Because there's not a lot of that happening, just from what I'm, what I'm uh, assessing. Not a lot of you all really digging in on the real stuff. It's a lot of that, like, getting caught up in the, you know, the emotional outbursts and the passive-aggressive behavior. And I get it. Like, that's what, in my previous relationships, we would get hung up on that, too. Because that's all, that's, that's, we would just stay on the surface and just argue about that stuff. So, you know, go inward, figure out where your opportunities are. Maybe you have some opportunity for healing. Maybe you have some opportunity for growing, right? Work on yourself, focus on your things so that when something does happen, you are more in your power and you can show up and respond rather than react. Sounds like there's a lot of reacting going on. You want to be able to respond rather than react. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, recognize that at some point y'all might want to consider getting a third party involved. A counselor, a therapist, a, a couples therapist, you know, something like that who can help to facilitate a more powerful conversation. And that's what they're there to do, just to create the space, hold each other accountable to being respectful, to being loving, to being fair, all of those things. That's what they're, those professionals are there for. So I would recommend if, you know, the things that I shared aren't effective, if, if you guys aren't able to, to do that, then consider you know, bringing somebody else in who can just help create a more, uh, a more powerful dialogue, a more effective dialogue so that you can actually address the things that you need to be addressing. So, Lewis, my man, huge, huge uh, appreciation for you, gratitude for you for bringing a real question and a real conversation to the podcast. Because there are so many people out there who are experiencing passive aggressiveness in themselves and in their partners who have just benefited from your vulnerability. So I appreciate you man to man. I appreciate you just being like, hey, you know what? I'm going to ask for a little bit of help. I'm going to humble myself because there's a lot of things that we don't know and we can't figure all this stuff out on our own, right? Like we don't need to be, this goes for everybody. We don't need to be trying to, to fix everything on our own solve all of the problems on our own, take care of everything on our own. That is just going to leave you so burnt out, so worn out emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, 
You know, asking for help is such a powerful thing. Asking for advice is such a, a, a hallmark of, of strength and humility. It truly, truly is. And it ultimately leads to you being happy. It leads to you being happy. And so, hey, you might have to ask yourself, are you fighting to be right or are you willing to be happy? Because a lot of times people will fight to be right, even if being right means they're in pain, means they're suffering, means they're unhappy. So when it comes to asking for help, that's, that might be an opportunity for you. I will once again share with you that I would love to help in any way that I can. And if that's in answering a question that you have on a podcast episode like we just did today, that would be awesome. You can reach me at Matthew at MatthewBivens.com or on Instagram at Matthew underscore Bivens. You can ask me your questions. You can share with me your topic suggestions. Whatever you want, I'm here to help. And last thing before we wrap up today, once again, if you want to join us for these last few days of the Trust Challenge, like we, st we still have actually half the Trust Challenge left including today, right, Tuesday the 25th through Saturday the 29th. That's five days. That's half the challenge left. You can come join us. Go to matthewbivens.com slash trust, T-R-U-S-T. It's 100% free. It's easy, simple, fun. Love to see you there. Okay, that's it for me today, everybody. Keep being awesome. Have a magical, magical rest of your day. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.